Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to break down the signing of Magnus Helberg from the KHL, as well as talk more about those rookies, Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond, and preview tonight's matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Locked On Tigers. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have three main things we want to talk to you guys about today. Um, First, like a news and notes section, the Red Wings signed uh, out of the KHL today, Swedish goaltender Magnus Halberg to a NHL contract one year. And by one year, I mean the last seven games of the season. Interesting move for the Red Wings. Um, then in the second segment, we're going to talk about Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. We love to do that. One of the, the few bright spots for the Red Wings this season, Jay Fresh posted their hockey stat cards, their impact, uh, not their hockey stat cards, but their... Um, Lord above, what the word is ex- escaping me. Their XL player cards there you go. for the season uh, thus far as he continues his his role on the Calder. Do we have the capability to share screen those when we get to it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and then final segment, like always, we're going to preview that game against the Carolina Hurricanes. I think it's the third and final matchup between those two teams. But first and foremost, yeah, so the Red Wings today announced that they have signed uh, goaltender Mark. Uh, Magnus Helberg, which first of all, the first thing that stands out to me is that is an awesome name. Magnus awesome name. Helberg, like top and 10 NHL even, name. Even though it took you three tries to get through the cold open, you nailed his name every time. Every single time. It, it, was, never because of, it was never because of him. So Magnus Helberg is a Swedish goaltender playing in the KHL uh, this season with HK Sochi. He is 31 years old. He was drafted in the 2011 NHL draft in the second round, 38th overall by the Nashville Predators. Uh, he didn't make his NHL debut until he was with the New York Rangers. That's actually backtrack that he did play one game with the New, uh, Nashville Predators in 2013, 2014, but he never really stuck. He only played a handful of NHL games, bounced between the AHL and the uh, East, or AHL and the ECHL before eventually going over to the KHL, where he honestly, he uh, really, really, has been really good in the KHL. He was solid in the AHL as well. This past season, he put up a 917 uh, save percentage. He had a save percentage of the year prior with SKA St. Petersburg of 930. So he's been a solid KHL-level goaltender. So my question for you, Scotty, is what was your reaction when you saw that they signed this six foot six goaltender out of the KHL? Well, my first reaction was, honestly, my very first reaction was, how old is he? Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that was my first reaction because, like, if he, you know, the difference between signing a a, a dude in their mid or, or early twenties versus signing a dude to a basically a seven game contract when he's pushing forty is a lot different. Yeah. Right. So, so my first reaction was, "How old is this dude?" Um, and then, I, I mean, sure. Well, I, I feel like I, I've been using that as my reaction to a lot of stuff lately, but when it comes to additions on this team at this point in the season, why not? You, you might as well audition people and see if you like random dudes that no one's ever heard of before. What, like, why not? There, there, there's no 
it, knowing for a fact that this entire roster will not be the entire roster going into opening night next season, knowing that you have areas you want to improve on, knowing that it doesn't hurt to give some of these dudes that have seven games left in their Red Wings careers nights off to end the season, why not? Like, does does Grice really need to play every game Ned doesn't? No. Like, what? you know what I mean? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Sure. So my first reaction when I saw the signing was not why not, but why? It was the opposite. Why? Why did they sign Magnus Halberg? Not that I'm against signing Magnus Halberg. I'm going to say his full name every time because it's awesome. It, it is um, a hard name, objectively. But it was an NHL contract. So he starts his tenure in Detroit with Detroit. Um, there's been a lot of theorizing that he's a Grand Rapids Griffins depth signing because uh, Calvin Picard is still hurt and Victor Bradstrom is struggling. He's got an 8-8-8 save percentage, and the Grand Rapids Griffins are in a three-way tie for the final playoff spot. That actually makes perfect sense. Until you consider the fact that if they want him to play with Grand Rapids, he would have to go through waivers. And Matt Max Boltman confirmed this, that the Red Wings signed Magnus Helberg to an NHL Detroit Red Wings contract. Now, I'm not worried about losing him on waivers by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he was a KHL goaltender. No one's taking a flyer on him all season long. So I don't think that if they did put him on waivers with the purpose of sending him down to Grand Rapids, he would necessarily get picked up. But why did you sign him to a seven-game-long contract at the NHL level, not the AHL level, unless maybe that's the only thing he would sign? He's making $800,000, I think, is his salary cap. He's making league minimum with the Red Wings. Unless there is an injury to be announced. And I asked Max this today, and I was like, is there an injury to a goaltender that we are not aware of? And he said, when he gets off the plane in Carolina, that's the first thing he's going to ask tomorrow. And so I'm really interested in to see what he ends up saying if he finds out that maybe Grice or Ned is hurt. And we haven't, because you know how, how, how close to the vest they hold this information. I mean, logically speaking, yeah, it's a Grand Rapids depth, depth signing, but the fact that they signed him to an NHL contract, it, it, it gives me, it, it makes me, gives me pause. It makes me wonder what the real reason is. What is there more to this than we, that meets the eye? Sure. And, and at the end of the day, if, you know, let's say there is an injury. Let's say Grice can't, is done for the year. Let's say he's done for the last seven games of the season. They need a backup goalie, and that's why they did it. Okay, well, then there you go. That's that. That's the reason. Very anticlimactic. You, you, you needed, a, you needed a, a, a backup goalie. You found one you kind of liked. Why not Why not have him ride out the rest of the year over here, right? Um, if it's not an injury, that is more exciting to, to me. If it, if it wasn't, uh, because that means that they see something enough. They, they see enough in the, <laughs> this dude to, to have him come over, right, uh, across the world, basically. Have him come over and, and play for the last seven games of an NHL season where he's not even going to get all seven games or even close to all seven games. Yeah. Um, and you know what? In the end, Scotty, a lot of the times – the most simple explanation ends up being the, the true explanation, you For know, sure. throwing out like all these, you know, what if situations about, you know, he was an NHL contract. So maybe there's an injury at the NHL level. We don't know about, but not on all in all honesty, it probably is just the fact that they had to sign him to an NHL contract to get him to sign. They're going to send him on weight, put him on waivers, send him down to the AHL level to give Griffin's support. And 
It could also, like you say, be as simple as a tryout at the same time because Red Wings are in a market for a, a backup goaltender, and he's 31 years old, which is honestly, when it comes to goalies, right in that sweet spot. A lot of those goalies hit their prime as soon as, like, on this latter half of right. what would be a normal NHL player's career. So, yeah, if it's if it's just to to put him on waivers and and give the you know give some depth to Grand Rapids, that's fine. Like, okay, cool. If it's an injury, it, okay, cool. If it's anything but those two, that's where it gets exciting. But well, ninety eight percent chance it's probably just one of those two things. And he'll he'll be a solid AHL goaltender too. I mean, he sure. he went over to the KHL in seventeen eighteen, but before that, uh, he played with the Hartford Wolf Pack for two years. Uh, he had a nine eighteen save percentage and a nine oh three save percentage with the Milwaukee Admirals, and uh, he had a nine thirteen and a nine eleven save percentage. So he's proven that at the AHL level, he can succeed and get good success there. So I'm all for him going down to Grand Rapids, helping them get make a playoff push. But if not, I I'm not opposed. Like you said, why not? Like let him get a couple starts at the NHL level. See what he's get made of. He's a big goaltender, and uh, you're in the market for a backup anyway. So who? That's probably not what's going to happen. But I'm not opposed to it at this point because this is again, this is a rebuilding year. Uh, you know, we've been hot and cold on this team because they've exceeded expectations at times and then undercut expectations at others. Right now, they're in that stage where they're they're way underperforming what we expected, even as a rebuilding team. Um, but them being out of the playoffs, there's really nothing to lose by putting an unproven goaltender in there and just seeing if his years in the KHL have matured him. No harm. No harm, no foul, baby. No harm, no foul. Um, I have no clean segue for this, so I'm just going to say today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. Where the game starts? God, he's going to do it. Okay. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Thursday edition. Um, further, one more one more small note on the news and notes section. The Red Wings did assign Taro Hirose to the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, prior to this move, I'm assuming it's to make roster space for uh, Magnus Helberg. So he, Taro Hirose, full disclosure, has he's Taro Hirose. He's going to be... He's a replacement level player. That's exactly what he is. He's going to be first call on an NHL on this NHL level team um, when there's an injury. So when their roster is full, he's going to get sent back down. He is literally when people talk about wins above replacement, he is the replacement. Correct. Yeah. So I, I don't. I am very indifferent. He's not bad, but he's not. He's you know. I'm not going to necessarily miss him either. Correct. Um, so we were going to talk. I wanted to talk about Mark Stahl. Um, before Jay Fresh came out with these player cards, because Mark Stahl, I love the man. And then I, I subscribed to Evolving Hockey today, which, by the way, it's an amazing way of helping you understand uh, advanced analytics. Um, and they display it in such a clean way. I found out that Mark Stahl has advanced analytics that back up the fact that I love him. Um, it says love per 60 relative to his teammates is like 10. Love um, per 60. You're such no. a fool. 
Well, real talk. He's really he's a really good. He's a really had a really good season. He's resurrected his career. He was one of our most effective players uh, and, and and productive players on either side of the puck. And on top of that, you talk to anybody in the locker room, and, and they, they all said that he's dad. And Love like for is, 60. Is a, right, it is a big like component in the in the leadership of the team, and and you know teaching the the, the youngsters how to be like NHL players and stuff. So even on top of being you know, one of the the more productive players just on the ice. Obviously, immense value off the ice. And that's why at the beginning of the year, at least we forget, coming into the season, people were like, what? Mark Stahl got an A? Pretty obvious now. Yeah. And so I have a lot of little microanalytics to throw up on the screen to back that up, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until we have a, a slower news day um, to get into that we, uh, whole topic just a part two on my Mark Stahl love train uh, later on, probably next week is when we'll get to it. Cause tomorrow we got a recap and then a preview for the weekend. But Jay fresh posted as the, he posted the hockey cards for the, like the top rookies for the, the year. And yeah, Moritz Siders, the man Moritz Siders. Absolutely. The, the man. Also again, as always make sure you go follow Jay fresh. If you haven't already, um, he is an, an, a phenomenal. Ryan, follow. open your DMs. Let's go through those. Yeah, no, it's mostly just <laughs> you giving me thumb down reacts <laughs> to things I say. It's literally just me. No, Ryan. <laughs> you sending me dumb memes. <laughs> uh, but stunning everything look, you send to me. Look at our boy Morris Cider here. Unreal, man. Look at that. He was he definitely. The first- if if you are if you are not watching on YouTube, you definitely should because we're sh- it's it's an it's a sight. Yeah. So Mort Sutter has as a rookie a war percentage of ninety four percent, which means that he is in the top six percent of NHL players this season in terms of wins above replacement. He is basically meaning he's an elite level player as a rookie. He is the first one that Jay Fresh posted. And he has the highest war percentage out of all of them. And so what I find most interesting here is not confirming our bias that Moritz Sider is the best player of the rookie. Like, we already are in agreement that Moritz Sider is the unanimous Calder favorite. I mean, he's got an even-strength offense of 78%, an even-strength defense of 78%. So he's already in the top 28, 22% in the league at both even-strength offense and even-strength defense from the back end. His power play is great. We always see him flourish on power play. But what's most interesting to me is looking at the ways he can improve. The areas of his game that are not that strong. Because we've always wondered what could he improve on because he's always been so strong. Penalty kill. He is 10% in the penalty kill. He is in the bottom 10% of the league when it comes to penalty kills as a defenseman. And that's not necessarily... Here's what I'm wondering. Um... Can we blame him for that? And not necessarily blame is not the right word, but how much of that is on his shoulders and how much of that is on the team around him? Because the wings take a lot of penalties and they're not very strong defensively to begin with. Yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, spot on. Uh, and, I, and I think the second that we get some, I, I mean, you also got to talk about his line mates for the year, right? Like that's yeah. obviously a huge component in some of this too. I mean, goodness gravy. That was a interesting revolving door of, of line mates that you gave this kid. So I, I, I'm 
it's one of the reasons I'm really excited for the offseason, to be honest with you, because I, I think I think Stevie realizes that like it, it at some point it's going to hinder the kids development if we just keep throwing them out there with horrid line mates. So might might, you know, push and motivate the front office to, to maybe bring in some more talent on the blue line. Um, but also, I mean, we got some more kids coming up and everything too, but, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just remarkable looking at this when you take into consideration, everything, like you said, you take into consideration the performance of the team around him. You take into consideration the rest of the defensive group, period, his line mates, the, 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 the people that he's on the power play with that we had a, well, the, the production of the power play, I guess I'll say, um, it's just everything. The fact that he's able to put up this in the situation that he is in is nothing short of remarkable. Well, and what's really interesting to me too, as well, is the fact that he's doing all this when his competition is at 85%, which means obviously that he's playing against some of the toughest competition in the league, but also his power play percent is so incredibly high while his offense overall if you look at his micro stats isn't all that impressive so when he's getting opportunities that man up he's taking advantage while at even strength he is struggling a little bit to generate offense he's really good at cycle shots but his overall shot selection his overall chances his passing you know they're not awful but they're not the greatest meanwhile his while his penalty kills awful his his overall defense is phenomenal He's very poor at targeting, but he's got an over 50% denial rating, a 78% carrying rating, a 100% carry chances, and a 71% denial rate. Denial rate I means can't when believe on this team being a 93% power play defenseman as a rookie. Yeah, absolutely incredible. That's I mean, how many power play goals is he getting points on? It makes perfect sense. He's facilitating. We just read the stat off yesterday right. that Moritz Sider no is the Lidstrom. first Red Wings rookie since 1991 when Nick Lidstrom had 20-plus power play points. He does a little bit of everything. And so I think that so looking at his micro stats for defense helps back up the theory that his penalty kill percentage is so poor because of the team around him, not necessarily because of him. And him, again, being just 20 years old, just turned 20, so much room for improvement on, uh, past this. And the fact that at 20 years old, he's a top pair defenseman with a 94% war percentage is amazing. The, also, the other thing I love so much about Mord Sider is his entries and exits. Um, exiting the uh, defensive zone and entering the uh, offensive zone, he's stellar. I mean, look at all that blue. He's just been an absolute treat all year long, and he's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. Which is terrifying for the rest yeah. of the league. Um, let's move on to our boy, Lucas Raymond. As I share that screen, that tab now. I totally have him on all opposite tabs. He is still very good. And Lucas, or Jay, Jay Fresh actually mentions, like, he's cooled off considerably after a, a hot start at five on five. Um, did a nice job of finishing chances. Received a lot of high danger looks from talented line mates. Distantly involved on exits, not so much in entries. Also, he got seventy two percent war percentage. Right, still very good. Right, it's As important to point out that a seventy two percent war percentage is still very, very impressive for a rookie. You just can't compare anyone to Moritz Sider yeah. because he's just built different. Yeah, no one was even sniffing Moritz Sider. Right, Moritz exactly. Snyder. So, like seventy two is still a very impressive and very good 
mark for Raymond's rookie season to, to be at. That is still wildly impressive. It's just Moritz Sider's just not – don't compare anyone to Moritz Sider. That's, that's just not fair to that person. Yeah, and so – Obviously, Lucas Raymond excels at even strength offense. He struggles at even strength defense, which I actually agree with. Um, he obviously at the start of the season was all over the place doing everything right. But I noticed a lot recently he struggled to uh, get involved defensively. And you can see that on the ice. You can see it on the hockey stat card here. He makes up for that by playing on a line with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi and having an incredible ability at finishing. He's got an 80% finishing ability. He's got a 77% power play as well as a 72% goals per 60. So he offsets his um, underwhelming defensive metrics with an overwhelming ability to finish on, you know, the power play and at even strength. Yeah, I, I, I think, again, like the, he talked about the kind of cooling off of him in the second half of the season, but there's still some wildly impressive numbers like the, I mean, the ones you just pointed out. But I, I think the one that is – Maybe the most impressive to me is a 87% penalties really solid from a rookie, but still being at 80, 80% finishing at, at this point, even after, you know, the, the goal production and, and, and the production level from him kind of tailed off to still be that high at this point in the season is very, very impressive to me. Yeah. And I, I think that Lucas Raymond, I, I, again, like you were saying, Scotty, it's really hard to compare him to Moritz Sider um, because Moritz Sider just leagues above. I am by no means down on Lucas Raymond whatsoever. He has still had an incredibly often, uh, impressive season. Um, it does show some areas of improvement, though, which, I, I, again, I think that's the most interesting part of this is the Absolutely. areas of improvement. Yeah, being shows. able to, to pinpoint what, what areas – because now when you go into next season, you know, okay, let's we're going to look to see if he improved in these areas type of thing. Yeah, I mean, you can look exactly at um, his zone exits and zone entries. His, his Basically, his play yeah. and transition. He was good at zone exits. Yeah, the exits um, are phenomenal. He had an 89% success rate at exiting the zone when he carried the puck, although he only possessed the puck on 25% of those zone exits. Um, but carry exits and uh, exit success percent, I mean, he's he's – very good at getting out of the new defensive zone with the puck, but entering the offensive zone, he struggles at. He's not above 50% on any of the metrics um, zone entering the zone. But other than that, man, it, it's, it's pretty, he's been pretty successful and he's very good at cycling the puck, cycling the puck in the offensive zone. Yes. He's very good at. Yeah. And that, that's one that I, I think most people could kind of eye test. Yeah, I mean, that's where the hockey IQ comes in, just right, knowing yeah. when to do stuff like that. So yeah, we've been talking about that one since, since early on in the year. There's a lot to love about these Red Wings rookies, and uh, more Sider's very clearly going to win the Calder, but let's, let's not forget all that Lucas Raymond has done this season and how all that Alex Ndokovic has done this season as well. Absolutely. I know that at this point, his goal saved above expected has dipped below uh, what anyone would hope. I think he's like a negative 10. But you have to also remember the team that he's playing behind. So I think Alex Nedeljkovic has has a lot of room for improvement as well. I'm by no means even close to hitting the panic button on him, especially when he can he's capable of going out there and making 47 saves. So absolutely. Well, this last month and a half has been incredibly frustrating as Red Wings fans, and probably it's going to be an incredibly frustrating last seven games, Scotty. Probably um, there's still bright spots on this team, and uh, 
got to you always got to keep in your back and you got to ground yourself to stay humble so to speak and not not get super i guess ventful are uh, are you working work. the the last wings game of course of course yeah i, um, I might i might see you there oh i don't know yet i don't know yet i'm trying to you, figure it out just so. come just show up just come <laughs> just show up scotty i might i need you to tower over me I do that with most people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Red Wings will sign you to a contract. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, but yeah, let's the old legs aren't no. really holding up to, to that anymore. You know, you can't get into the butterfly stance. Yeah, not quite. But yeah, and at the end of the rant, we got to remember it's a rebuilding year and there's bright spots on this team. Nonetheless, I still argue, man. I, I still argue all the time. If you would have told Wings fans on opening night that this would be the season. You show all the stats from from Larkin, Bertuzzi, and all the kids, and you show them the record, right? If you were to show any of us, any fan, all of that production at the, going into opening night and said, hey, this is what you're going to get this year, all of us would have taken it. Yeah. Um, let's move on now to the game preview segment of our podcast the Red Wings are playing for the third and final time this season. The Carolina Hurricanes, last time they faced each other was March 1st. The Red Wings squeaked away with a 4-3 overtime win. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes took the first matchup between the two, 5-3. to three. Uh, So kind of the rubber match of this season series between kind the of. two. And uh, Hurricanes are a lethal team, Scotty. We all know they're this at this point. They're yeah, first they're in the Metropolitan Division. I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs. Oh, they're one of my favorite teams to watch. I'm not yeah, even going to really, lie. Really, the bunch of jerks, baby. Really pumped to watch them in the playoffs. I, I, I really also just from the standpoint that they're, they're somebody who hasn't won it all yet. Like, I'm going to be rooting for them. I'm going to be rooting for Minnesota. You know, I'm going to be rooting hard for Minnesota. Let me They're tell a you. fun young team. I love young teams that make their first playoff appearance. Like, honest yeah. to God. Like, just let, let me see what they got. Um, but the thing that makes the Carolina Hurricanes so lethal, the most lethal, Scotty, is penalty kill man they have the league's best penalty kill at 88.5 percent yeah it's nutty yeah nutty, so nutty. red wing like, plays bad enough already right i was gonna say our power play is already brutal so that's just really icing on the cake honestly it would be so on brand for us to lose like four to one and our one goal be on the power play seriously that would be the most on brand thing ever and it'll be like a jacob vrana goal for his one goal yeah ser- <laughs> seriously yes um, I mean, just looking ahead at this game, Scotty, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. Um, they're all tough ones at this point, but more so than a lot of the other ones we're gonna play at the, as the season plays out. The Carolina well, Hurricanes are the Ned than that. We I would have anything oh, otherwise. Magnus Helberg. That'd be crazy. You just no, sign him and it. immediately throw him in there. That'd be wild. I actually have a conspiracy theory that they started Grice on Tuesday just so Nadelkovic could get the start in. Carolina against his former team. I think this is the third time this season that he's going to play them. So love it. I know lockdown hurricanes uh, host Jared Ellis will be at the game. And cause he was asking me if Ned was going to start. I'm like, probably I imagine. I, I want, I want the Ned revenge game. I want it. I, I want like a, I want like the defense just not show up at all, but it not matter. Like, one of I those wanna, 47 save games. Yeah, I want league. a Ned 46 piece shutty. That's what I want. Yeah, he's he's got it in him. The whole team, the whole team's got it in him to, to win when they have to. But if they lose, you know what? I'm past being upset over losing. I mean, they they have some very obvious flaws, and we've talked about it at length. But 
every single lo- loss will help them in the long run, even if it sucks to watch I'm, them lose. Yeah, very okay with either at this point. A loss makes our lottery odds better. A win, I think, is healthy for the team. I'm really chilling with either. I'm not a. I'm no longer in the days of. I don't think we are at the point in the rebuild anymore where we're like we need to lose every single game to end the season to try to you know get the number one pick, whatever. I'm okay with improving our lottery odds, obviously, but I'm 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 pretty I'm gonna be pretty happy with wins at this point too. I'm not sure we're gonna get one. This uh, I'm not sure we're gonna get one tomorrow. Uh, but can we we'll just see. get can we just get Buffalo to win like one or two more games? It's really annoying me. They're one point above us. If they would just pass us in the standings, we would have the eighth best odds, which gives us a 0.4% increase. Which is very minimal. Yeah, let's do that. I'll throw that up right now. I'm looking at it. That's why I was uh, talking about it. So close. All right. Time for the tankathon, guys. One, nine, two. The first time we ever did this, we one pieced it. I that. I was gonna, I was gonna make an anime joke there because you said One Piece, but I'll let it slide. Hilarious. Um, well, it's not hilarious. I didn't make a joke. Don't patronize me, Scotty. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> wow. Uh, I kid. Three, nine, four, nine, five, ten, six. I'm not saying it. Seven, nine. Man, you didn't say six, nine. Six, nine. Nice. Um, Now I've lost. I'm going to say I'm at 10. 10, 10, 11, 10, 12, 10, 13, 1. There we go. Let's go. Lucky number 13, baby. Remember when it took us 50 tries that one time? I do. We got to find the average. We should have been keeping track of these and averaging it out. Yeah, we should have, but. Also, we'll always have the first time we ever did it, we one timed it. Like yeah. that will forever live on. So um, any final thoughts, bro? Um we ball. We absolutely ball. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. They also are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Scotty and I will be back with a post-game recap tomorrow. Um, a little PSA. I'm actually going to be on the radio on Saturday, Scotty. Um, I've got a show from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, that's when they let us producers go on the air in case we mess up. You know, and No one's listening at that That's time. sick, though. Trying to garner some uh, listeners, but 97 won the ticket. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Me and uh, a good friend of mine, Jake Ripma, will be on the air uh, hosting. Talk more than just Red Wings because, you know, football and basketball run the country. So that's probably talking about that. And some baseball's baseball is America's pastime, baby. Don't you ever forget it. Yeah, pastime. Um, I'm hanging up. <laughs> we'll probably talk Tigers baseball, too, because the Tigers do play earlier in that game or early in that day. But, yeah, a little PSA for you. Scotty and I will be back with you tomorrow, though. Same time, same place. It's your team. Bet online. There it is. I knew you were going to do it. As soon as you didn't say it, I'm like, I talked about it yesterday. And he's going to wait until the end of the episode to do it. (laughs) You're lucky I like you. Every Every day. day.